Thank you for taking time to uh, maybe just share things. Uh, I've been thinking about uh, uh, still the idea of believers that you know that uh, death separates them from, from us and they go home to be with the Lord. And uh, that has recently happened and is, is still happening uh, to me in a, in a personal way in the family. <clears throat> and, but it does one thing I know I, I was thinking today about in early when I was young, uh, the first time you really experience someone dying that you really are close to or, or know very well or something like that, instead of great-grandpa or something, even though that affects you. But, but I, you know what I'm saying is the first time you really, it really shakes you sort of in a way, gets your attention in the way that, wow, uh, I'm going to die too. And, and as a lost person, that's... Uh, <laughs> troubling to say the least when you get older especially you can act like you don't fear death but i i i don't know i i always argued that even when i was lost i would tell people i oh, come on we can act tough and we're not afraid to die and all that don't matter what happens sure it does and i remember i thought that's the worst thing of all not knowing where i came from or where i'm going but I never really doubted that there was a God or that I would exist. But, you know, uh, when you're lost, you are. And then you kind of got to be to be saved. Then you know you are because that you were lost. And it makes me think of when you it's different when you're a believer. And obviously now I am as to when I was younger. But anyway, now and, and it's several believers have died in my lifetime as and each and every time if you're going to think of them or her him or then you as a believer will immediately kind of well i guess you could remember them here and that's that's not that that's wrong i, I don't mean that but but it, it will have to would have to include where they are now yeah that's who they were here but but now and we would maybe then sort of that would help us do what we should do anyway and that set our mind and heart and affection on things above where he sits and that's where the the persons i'm talking about that were believers that that i know are new and i still do and see what i'm saying i know where they are and who they are and can at least entertain the idea that i will experience that same thing of of what and it's like not too many programs ago talking about inheritance and of salvation and it's not reward for the sake of it uh, or or inheritance for the but it's him we receive him and and that's the that's the thing that death does it it's a hard hard thing but it does do one good thing. Like the old saying, you may have heard that, you are not ready to live until you are ready to die. And I don't know exactly how that applies to a lost person, but to a believer, I can understand that, to me anyway, entirely, that when you 
and death helps that, uh, kind of helps you think that way a little more, especially when you're at the end of your given years like I am sort of anyway. And uh, But I don't regret it, I guess is what I'm saying. It, it, it's hard and you wished it wasn't that way, but I begin to see, like when I was young, I, it's easy to put out of my mind real quick. And I was kind of encouraged to by society and uh, really wasn't allowed to keep thinking as it were. But I don't know now. No, it's pretty hard to put out of my mind. And I find maybe I don't want to. Maybe I need to think about that because you're still living and there's still plenty of time to do to think of it and still live. It's, it's not that that can't be done. It always comes down. It seems like love is to why don't I want to give up resentment? Not that do I want the love of God? Well, of course. Well, do I want to give up my resentment? That's a, maybe the same question, but a different the other side of the coin. And I remember as a believer early on there, I couldn't do what he asked me to do in the way of love. And I became deceived and blinded in the way that, well, I just couldn't do it. Some could, but I couldn't. And he wouldn't do it or something. And I prayed and all that, the whole story. But death makes me realize now, no, and what the examples I see in that idea of believers, how they do what they express. Like I heard the old preacher say, I never, he said, I've a, sat beside many a believer as they passed away. You know, the preacher in the hospital 40, 50 years. He said, I never heard a man say, I wished I'd have spent more time at the office. I wished I'd have spent more time rebuilding my car. I, no, it was always, I wished I'd have loved my, showed my family and my wife. And I would take it one more step and say that I saw in a way that, and should be, we need to love him and each other in him more and get rid of anything that's not him because he lives in us. And it makes me think about those things every time I think about those people that are not here. I think about where they are and what has already happened to them. What they, that I can only imagine. And, and it's really something. And I, I don't know, I guess I'm kind of like a little kid in a candy shop. I, I, I don't know, I kind of, for the first time in, in kind of a way, it's really nice not to be afraid. But uh, I don't know. I see where this takes. Here's what I've been looking at and studying. And uh, fortunately, I don't have a whole lot of time because it's kind of seems negative. But I don't know. Not really. There again, like death seems. But no, there's good in this. Uh, like um, what I'm talking about is. Let me read it. Um, the uh, Pharisees, along with Sadducees, came, tempted him, uh, tested him, that he would show them a sign from heaven. I have it here marked another place. It, it kind of brings it out a little better, it's, or better, but more so. He said unto them, he said, Woe unto you, uh, an evil generation seeks a sign and there will no sign be given you but um, the sign of Jonah the prophet being in the heart of the earth three days. So the son of man will be, I'll rise from the dead, was what he was saying. And they knew it. And uh, But he said, woe unto them. And at the end here, he says, uh, 
to uh, the, he said these things to him, they began to come against him and urge him uh, and provoke him to, to laying wait for him, seeking to catch something out of his mouth. They, they could trip him up and say, aha, you're not who you say you are. They did, they were, but they would come to him and say, I don't know, in this particular instance, um, well, what they came to him, I don't know, you know what I mean, they came and said, you know, like with the uh, money, that, that's a, a pretty really, because the humor there is really, you can't miss it. And they came to him and said, uh, and, and the 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 script says, you know, they took counsel together to meet. They met together the Pharisees how they might entangle him, and then they sent out to him their disciples with the others to say. And they came to him, Master, we know that you are true, and you teach the way of God in truth. You don't care about anyone what they think. You're truthful. You're of God. You regard not the person of man. Everybody, well, they, that's, that's pretty good. Tell us, therefore, what do you think? Is it lawful to uh, pay taxes to Caesar or not? But he perceived their wickedness and said to them, Why do you tempt me, you hypocrites? Well, <laughs> you know, the people were hearing this. They were wanting to take him down in front of them to lose him lose credibility with them. And one mistake on his part would have shown he was not God, the Son of God, the Messiah. You call him the everlasting Father. And uh, as a, a note here, uh, one reason he called them hypocrites, simply hypocrites is in a negative way uh, to pretend to be something you're not in order for ulterior motives and you say you believe one thing you don't but you really don't you say you do and and they came to him and they would have said to anybody y'all you know y'all <laughs> do you believe in uh the old the prophecy of uh the, the messiah coming and like isaiah said be born of a virgin grow up and you call him the everlasting father almighty oh yeah oh yeah well, that we believe that sure and then the Lord comes in and does those very things, and they don't. They don't. And he knew that. They knew that. I really do think, uh, maybe I couldn't prove it, but I do think it says if they had known who he was, they, I think they really did believe he was a deceiver. Um, they knew he was from God, or, or not from God. Nicodemus knew that. I mean, he, he was a believer, or did believe and God knew him as one before he did anyway. But still, uh, they, you know, would have not known him in the way that a believer would, but, but still they had evidence uh, of the fact that he, like he said, who convinces me any wrong? They couldn't do that, but they couldn't accept him because of what he said, what he represented. I am the way, the truth, the only way. I am the Messiah. You have to. And, and when it came down to it, before that, they would have said, yeah, we believe that. When he comes, yeah, we'll accept it. No problem. He came and did the very things, the signs that they wanted to see, greater signs. He had already raised the dead. What they want? They said a great sign in heaven. Well, does that mean stop the sun? Uh, that already happened in the Old Testament to stun, uh, for a day or whatever, or or make it go backwards. Even then, that happened, and make it go out. I I think they meant, 
Obviously, I think they meant to me something we haven't seen. People think you're a great prophet. Okay, you're a great prophet, but not the Messiah. If you are the Messiah, show us mega, a great sign, big, 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 in heaven, from heaven, open heaven, so we can see it. Like John said in Revelation, I saw a great sign in heaven. And for the fact, the Lord says over here in Matthew, when I come back, you'll see the sign of the Son of Man. And he said, I'll give you one sign here, Jonah being raised, I'll be raised from the dead. And when the soldiers at the uh, there, if you put all that accounts together on the resurrection, uh, they saw what happened. They were mortified. And they went and told the, the rulers, the Pharisees, here's what happened. An angel, and don't tell anybody what you saw. Here's all kind of money to be quiet. You just say you were asleep and they, you woke up and barely saw them taking him away and you couldn't catch him or something. Whatever it takes, but do not say what you saw. They saw him as a deceiver. Oh no, now he's even got more power than we think to deceive the people. They went to Pilate first saying, put a guard around him, the soldiers and stuff, because he said he'll rise again. We can't have that. He's already deceived the people enough. Oh, okay. And they did. They knew what happened, but they didn't believe in him for who he was. I don't think it would be possible to crucify him. But I, anyway, they really did see him that way. And he said in a place or two when he was talking to them, like the same phrases used when he was talking about the raising of Lazarus to his own believers, he sighed deeply. It grieved him that they couldn't believe in him. And you say, well, that was two believers. Martha and Mary, they should have believed in him. Well, yeah, but you, you, you mean lost people can't believe as much as they could? No, I remember being a lost person till I was age of almost 20, or I was 28. Uh, and and almost 30. But, and I know what being a lost person is. You do not know him. And it goes even from being raised to, well, I don't know. I, I ain't saying it's not true. No, I, I went on down the road time I was older. No, it's not true. <laughs> I'm saying it's not true. I don't believe that. I had no intention uh, of of believing that. I know what being lost is. And the way he saved me, he saved me. He found me. I had no intention of finding him. And in moments, I was changed in my heart. And it's been uh, over 40 years ago. There's no question about it. It never was. But if there was, there's not. But anyway, he's talking to them as unbelievers. But still, he sighed deeply because he said two unbelieving Jews standing on the street, not re accepting him only as a great prophet. That's what. I'm trying to say, these men were saying, we've seen all this before from prophets. Okay, you're a great prophet, but you want us to believe you're God, the Son of God in the flesh. Now, we need to see something from heaven we haven't seen before, is what I think they meant. Is, is, is it, Do something we haven't. And he said, I will. <laughs> Nobody's ever come back from the dead. I will raise myself up. They knew exactly what he said. That's why they went and said, we got to stop them. They might steal his body and make it look that way. The soldiers come and say, bad news. They didn't steal his body. It was the way they said. He rose from the dead. The angel came. They knew that, but they still could not believe it. That shows, if anything does, 
Like he said repeatedly to them, no man can come unto me unless it were given unto him. They think they believe in me, but they don't. They're hypocrites. They're pretenders. They say, and they don't even know. That, like my dad, you say, if you don't know, that's bad. But if you don't know, you don't know, that's real bad. And as a kid, he didn't put that in a scriptural context, just straight to me. Uh, he said, I got something I want to tell you. What's that? Are you listening? Yeah. No, are you really listening to me? Well, yeah. Okay, I'm listening now. And then, you know, he he he, he said a couple of times, said those things. that He wanted to get your attention. So the Lord, to his own men, the only reason I would bring this up about the lost people, he loves them. And he said, it'll be more tolerable for Sodom and Gomorrah than you people standing on the street won't accept me, say I'm a great prophet, but won't believe, even though I've shown you all the signs that were forecast of me, that I would, the lame would walk, the blind would see, the deaf would hear, the dumb would talk, the dead would be raised up. You see all that. But yet you still want, that's the question then. You, you don't want to see a greater sign. That wouldn't be enough. Why do you tempt me? He told him why. You're not my sheep. You cannot believe in me. But even then, he cares. He loves them, even though they don't belong to him. Like he's told them that wouldn't accept him, though what they had seen. He said, Sodom and Gomorrah didn't see what you've seen. It'll be more tolerable for them in judgment than for you. And I'm sure that blew their minds you're telling us those people will come out more tolerable in judgment than we? Just because we, we think you're a great prophet? What are you talking? See, well, think about, I don't know. He said he meant what he said now. And, and I know I can stand on one thing I know for sure. If you believe what he said and take it. And it's obvious when scripture is saying here, this is a vision here or this or that. That's, But... When he's teaching and saying and making statements, whether it's predestination or eternal security or what sin is or what the new creature is, the old creature is, new nature, all these different things we believe or don't believe as believers, it's really strange how that can happen. But despite all that, still, the bottom line to me is for a believer, truly, do we love him with all our heart? And they came to him as a lost person, and he still sighed deeply, meaning you could have made a better choice. You could have at least thought as a great prophet. You come to me trying to take me down. I perceive your wickedness. Now, the crowd thought he was a great prophet. They didn't try to take him down. But these men were hated at him, see. and he. But they were... I think you go back to when they were a kid or something. They've been making bad choices a long time. They've become hypocrites of the highest order. And they don't even know. And yeah, they'd pass the lie detector. I love God. But he would say, you don't really know God or you would know me. You don't love God or you would love me. But in their human way, they did. So you look at human and divine. There's all the difference in the world. All the, I mean, you can't even call it different. They're, divine and God and not God, uh, creator and creature. Uh, all that there's, you know, I don't know what the word is. 
so that's you say well nobody <laughs> well no he made a way for that by paying the ultimate price that only God could pay and be made sin when you weren't a sinner and uh, that made for us the way and he wasn't ashamed to do that he did that because of love and he asked us to die to ourselves and to anything that's not him then we are in fellowship with him and he sets up his house our abode my father and I'll set up our home in you now you have fellowship with us and be who you are as us in you like Paul said it's me but it's not me these lost people, he still loved them. He still sighed deeply. That means it grieved him that they had to be that way towards him. I think it means, even as a lost person, what else are they going to be judged on except their choices? Well, the books are open. They're judged on their works. I, I believe that. And and so they could have made a better choice or else he wouldn't have, it wouldn't be right in saying why do you you grieve so as a believer the the verse cast out all bitterness don't grieve the holy spirit it grieves him well then we're a believer they're not but they still could have made a better choice for the believer if we don't realize we're not going to be making the same choices to do good or not do good and and hear me out on it we make the choice to love him and abide in him and know him and cast out everything in our hearts that's darkness. That is loving him with all your heart. It means no part dark. That's what he's saying. It doesn't mean that you're at your full capacity of love. Of course not. But any brother, any believer, one unforgiveness, one thing, one way, then that defiles the whole thing, and, and your love is not right. And that's a hard thing, but that's the way it is. And for our good, he tries to tell them here in Matthew, beware of the doctrine of the Pharisees and of the Sadducees, because they stood right there and heard them come to him. Like I said over here, they were, uh, I started to read that in, Luke, where, where it, they uh, they were against him, and that there you talk about being funny, not funny, but woe unto you lawyers and all that. And as he said these things, the they began to urge, provoke him to try to catch something coming out of his mouth and make him trip up and trying to get right in it, right in his face. You know that all whole that whole idea. And in the meantime, while that was going on, a great crowd of people gathered, innumerable. I mean, uh, that'd be a lot. I don't know how many multitude, maybe thousands of people. Uh, for sure, hundreds and hundreds. I don't know. It'd be relative, but whatever. In so much that they uh, stepped one upon another. <laughs> and in all, see, you just imagine that scene. And that, <laughs> and uh, everybody, what's going on over there? And then and the crowd just, and then he says to his disciples first, Beware of the leaven of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy. So, like in Matthew, I'm already out of time now. In Matthew 5 through 8, Sermon on the Mount, to his disciples, here's what I want from you. Be true to me. Don't be a hypocrite. Don't, don't act like this. Act like that for the glory of men. But inwardly, your heart's not right with me. Don't do that to me. That grieves me. 
because you can make the choice as a believer. That's what I'm saying. Different than a lost person. He don't have that choice. He has a choice between human love. It works and it don't work. Then it works and it don't work. Divine love always works. So if our love isn't working, it's not divine. <laughs> if we have not full capacity, he said, if there's any darkness at all, have you forgiven every brother, every trespass? Do you have anything, any bitterness against? Another way, another way to put it is, do you think you're better than anybody else? Uh, I think most people, well, of course, no, not really. Well, okay, then. I say I'm talking to myself, and then I have no right to do, to judge you or anyone else, as it were. And and if I do, that's like James says, who do you think you are, the lawgiver? There's only one lawgiver, and he's the only one that can judge from the law, not us. So that's what the Lord says at the end of the, whatever you do, don't judge each other. Uh, do not judge each other because within that is all the hypocrisy of the other. So the word hypocrisy means uh, half the word anyway is judgment. Uh, and their hip, the reason it's called hypocrisy, hupo, is underneath. It's, yeah, you're being truthful, but you're being under the table. <laughs> and, you know, like they said to him, oh, master, you, you're, you're true and you don't care for. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But he's saying, I perceive you're hypocrisy so he's saying the reason i'm bringing this up and uh, is to us to his men he's saying beware you men beware how can we do that what they did well the only way i know that is is as a believer simply they as unbelievers didn't even live up to what they said they believed well we say as believers and should be able to or or at least as true is we should love the Lord with all our heart. And I even think I kind of, well, I do love the Lord with all my heart. I don't have a problem with him. It's other people that I can't forgive. I have a hard time loving. He said, and there again, do we believe what he said? He said, if you love me, you will keep my commandment. And my commandment is to love each other as I have loved you. Now, that means what it says. It's just like the great commandment. If you love him with all your heart, mind, and soul, you will be able to love your neighbor as yourself. And all the other commandments, for that matter, are kept by love. If you love the Lord with all your heart, how can anybody say, yeah, but still got a problem here? <laughs> well, the only problem would be maybe we can't stay there. And yeah, you fall. But that's part of it. That's the opportunity we have is to make, the, what if we never fell into resentment and have to get back? At, what, we'll see. What, one-time opportunity? No, it's over and over. That's what, that's profit being gained. Then take that and use that. What have you gained by trading? What's your profit? The Spirit of, the, of God given to every man to profit from. But he's saying here, beware of hypocrisy. Don't uh, tell me you love me when you don't love each other. And that's a hard thing. I remember I couldn't hardly tell myself. I had to think, no, I do love him with all my heart. It's just, uh, you know, no, the way I see it now, no. If I don't love others, 
if I have anything against a believer or don't forgive them because he forgave them and lives in them, that's who they really are. Like Paul said, you shouldn't really know each other after the flesh, but after him who you are in him. So if I can't forgive them, then yeah, I can see now I do not love him with all my heart. Because if I did, I would love them. And I can't say to him, I love you and I don't hold anything against you. But I love them, I guess, but I hold something against See, he's saying, when you come to me to do whatever, give me a pre- uh, present something or come before, hold it, I have a question. Have you forgiven every brother, every trespass? <clears throat> well, if the answer is no, you go and take care of it. You do something on that now, and then you come back to me. Meaning, die to yourself and you'll be home. That's all that means is it's not something you can do or try to do. Believe me, I remember that's futile and it's done through faith. That's what it is. It's done like Peter would say, how how did you walk on the water? What did you do? (laughs) He would say, look, it was my faith in him, what he said. That's the key to having faith in him. Like he said, if you have faith and don't doubt, it'll happen. Whatever. It's based on what he's told you. And so, if he ever said anything that's clear, that's abide in my love, and I had the, oh man, I don't know what you would call it, but uh, I kind of thought, well, yeah, but not for me. I I, I guess I'm one of those, it's not going to be, many call few, well, I'm not one of the few, I I suppose. Maybe for for the Apostle Paul or, or little old granny down the street, but not me, poor me. I'm a victim. I can't forgive. Oh, man. I mean, like he would said in Revelation of the letters, it makes me want to spit you out of my mouth. I mean, really. It's really hard to take. And, and, and so a man and wife, I, I know I'm over time now, but a man and wife, you come and they say, I, I want you to know what you did hurt. It grieves me. Uh, and well, I knew it did, but you know I love you with all my heart. Well, yeah, but if you did, you wouldn't have done that. And if he really, really, truly did, he'd say, well, okay, I see what you mean. No, that's true. If that's true, then that's true. And I do love you with all my heart. So it don't matter what it was. See, that's sort of what it is behind him saying, don't enter into the hypocrisy of saying that you love me with your whole heart when you really don't. Because if you do, you'll know it by the second commandment, which is hooked to it, and that is you will love those that I live in that are, and anybody for that matter. If you can, you know, you just work it out, you can see that those that are hardest to forgive are those that, believers that have hurt you and you know they knew and they were believers and then it even makes you want to ask god kind of why did you let this happen or them especially how could you do this to me saying you're a christian or even knowing they are or what and we've all done that though and except for the grace and mercy of god where would we be none of us would know him so those are things you think about that i think about when i realized before very long, I'll be standing before him and have the greatest adventure of my entire existence 
and that's to be purified. And all that's not him be gone to where I don't even know that anymore. And all I am is aware that I'm in him and he's in the Father and we're all one and I won't need anything else. Because like Paul said, we are complete in him. So like he said in a real good way to us, beware, beware. Don't think you're walking in the light and deceive yourself if there's a part of your heart dark. Before you come to me, make sure that's taken care of. Then we can sit down and have fellowship and love together. And then the words come, okay, I'm here. Now what? Just stay here. <laughs> Don't leave. And now uh, it's something. I don't know. It, it's the, the greatest thing in life, I believe, will be when we go home. It, it must be. Thank you uh, for listening to the program today.